It's uh, audio mo day 10, um, slightly late in the evening here in the UK and I'm just uh, watching um, tonight's episode of Spring Watch on the BBC. Um, it's a regular event where they um, get um, presenters around the country and then we sort of uh, they record the um, uh, animals' um, behaviour and, and the nesting of birds in spring and all that sort of thing. Um, what's triggered this um um, audio mo was as I was watching it, Angus cat sitting by me suddenly rushed over to the television and great interest because he was picking up the uh, the sounds of a of baby chicks on a nest from the TV and obviously the cat is interested in that sort of thing and from there and this might seem a a huge leap um, it did get me thinking um, of the value of these sorts of programs on 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 public broadcasters where you've got people talking about um, science in this case you're looking at sort of biodiversity and um, and um, zoology the biology and, and that sort of thing um, and and but they encourage people to take photographs and send them in and that sort of thing and it's it's it strikes a real chord with me about citizen science I think as a scientist I think it's a really important aspect and I think as technology gets better and data collection gets better I think the power of citizen science um, by that I mean it's empowering people to go out and collect data and share it collectively so it can be analysed. It's quite a powerful tool. Um, it's often poo-pooed as just a sort of a public outreach sort of thing that doesn't really mean anything, but I think that greatly underestimates its its value. And I think it's important as a scientist that we do engage and create and enable this sort of citizen science because... As a scientist, I could stand up and just tell people this is the answer. But it's much better if I equip people or help people uh, people equip themselves with the skills and the understanding to then collect the data and share it and form their own opinions. They don't have to agree with me. And in that way, with this collectively, you get a much, I think, I think you get a much better nuanced answer it's not a question of science being right or or, or wrong it's a nice neat black and, uh, and white situation people then get an appreciation that science continually um continually evolves and it it's very important i think as a scientist if you're communicating with the public that you're not broadcasting at them you're not um dictating as it were um i've been very fortunate um here because the Open University has a long-standing relationship with the BBC and we make quite a lot of science programs with them and I've been involved in a few in the past and again I was always very keen particularly in the sort of narrative in each episode but also the sort of ancillary activities that we built around each episode that it wasn't us sort of dictating it was us encouraging enabling and hopefully motivating people to generate their own data share it and then collectively understand it and I think that then allows for some quite powerful um, insights and I suppose we, we look at AI as being the next big thing but if, I'll pose the question here if you can get citizens technology may create a, or empower citizen science on a such a big scale that it allows us to be our our own um, counterpoint to AI I think I'll just leave that there.